You're here. You are here. We are so glad that you are here to celebrate our grand opening with us. You, you did it. You made it. You made it. You figured out the, the, the parking lot. You figured out, for those of you with kids, what to do with your kids to, to take them to that area that I like to call the Millennium Falcon, the big circular prism uh, on the property here. And, and uh, you found a drink, you found some coffee, you found a seat, and you made it. You're in here. And uh, welcome to the brand new Mountain Park, uh, Mountain Park Church. We're so glad. If you are a guest with us or you're visiting, um, uh, we are so uh, thankful that you're here. My name is Alan. I've been the lead pastor here at Mountain Park for almost 12 years. And uh, what we're doing here with our first four weeks in this new building, as an introduction to our church and to this building, we're doing this series called You Are Here. It's like when you go to the mall and you want to find out where the Lego store is, that you go to the big sign that says you are here to kind of get a sense of how things work here in this unfamiliar place and and how this all looks. And so what we're going to do is look at four different parts of the building and why they were built the way they are and how that connects with our purpose as a church. Uh, We're going to start this all off uh, this morning by talking about this room that we've gathered in here, that the, this auditorium piece, why we built it the way we did and what we hope to accomplish in here. It's been a year and a half that I've been able to see this place start to take shape, and I actually have stood in this spot many times with great excitement about uh, being able to, to be with you here this morning. In fact, I have stood in this spot and taken multiple pictures as the building has formed, and so I have a few of those pictures I want to share with you here. Check it out. And here we are. And so I'm so thankful to stand here with you today, but there's a picture missing in my collection of pictures. There's, I don't have one yet that's filled with you. So here's the camera that I've been taking all these pictures with. And so I want you to uh, smile. Ready? One, two, three, smile. Okay, wait, there was somebody, you, you blinked in the, back, in the white shirt there. We got to do this again. Ready? One, two, three, smile. Man, you guys look good. Awesome. Uh, been so excited about this, and now I get to finish my picture collection. But uh, so thankful that you are here as we gather here in this spot. I want to say a special uh, um, hello uh, to those who are in the upper areas. And I just want to be very clear about something. It's not the balcony. It's not the overflow. It's not the cheap seats. <laughs> Does anyone know what we call that area up there? The skyboxes. Yes, this is skybox one, skybox two, and skybox three. We called it that because we want you to know those are the elite seats. Those are the elite seats. We want you to sit up there and feel like you paid more than everybody else. You are in the skyboxes. There is a restroom outside those doors for you, and uh, uh, food service will be available later on. Uh, in, no, not yet, not yet. Maybe, maybe at some point, someday. 
Uh, but uh, this morning, I want to talk about this room and talk about the auditorium, and uh, I want to stir up a, a question, uh, set up, ask a question. Why do we gather here in this space? Why do, do many of you um, pass up on some Sunday morning sleep time or some activity that could be done on Sunday morning to gather here in this room? And if you're a guest with us, if you're here out of curiosity or you're interested in this new building here, again, so glad that you're here. It's fantastic that you're here. But why would you come back? Why would anybody have this experience be part of your regular week? That's absolutely. Uh, someone over here says, because we're here because of Jesus Christ. But you just, just let me, let me talk. Okay, just kidding, just kidding. No. <laughs> You're, you're, you're taking the, the, the story away from me here. No, no. We all know, we, we, I want to talk about why we're here, why we would make efforts to, to shift our, our, our day, to shift our week, to gather here in this spot. To help us go after that question, I want to uh, share a little bit of a secret with you. It's, it's kind of a, a reveal. There's been part of the building of this room that um, uh, most of you, perhaps very few of you know anything about. And so we want to take this morning, we've been waiting to reveal it to you this morning. And so we're going to do it via video. Check this out. Hey everybody. This is what the auditorium looked like on January 15th, earlier this year. During the design phase, uh, about a year ago, somebody had the idea of having a retractable roof here in the auditorium. Wouldn't that have been cool? This is what that would have looked like. But no, you and I are stuck with a regular old roof. Today we're going to do something pretty special. The builders have set aside this little square in the middle of the platform. It's on this platform that anyone who teaches here in this room is going to teach from. What I'm going to do is open up this Bible and set it in that hole as a reminder of the importance of Scripture. The Bible is going to be open to Romans chapter 12. Okay, well, the ring is, is another story, but, but, but we gather here in this space to, to learn about life, to think about life, to navigate life, to try to figure out what, 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 are, what are the next steps, what are the next phases, how am I supposed to figure this out? And I just want you to understand that, that Mountain Park is not a place where we come and tell you what to think or tell you what to do, that we gather here in this space to figure this out together under the authority of Scripture, that this whole thing is based on and our guidebook and our playbook for this whole journey, for our conversations here are all about Scripture, so that generation after generation that is here beyond you and me that they would have a spot up here that is a reminder that this is about the authority of Scripture that we gather in here. This spot underneath here, uh, the Bible is buried underneath there that we would know we are under the authority of Scripture here. So I wanted to uh, share with you why I picked Romans chapter 12. There's a number of different sections, a number of different uh, places that I could have opened the Bible up to. But I, I chose Romans chapter 12 because verse 2 of Romans chapter 12 is 
is essentially the framework for all that we do here in this space. It's the framework for the conversations that we're having and the way that we explore life together here in this room. So Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I invite you, if you have your uh, Bibles with you, uh, to open uh, to them or go on your digital Bible. We'll have them up on the screen here today. But uh, the writer says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the framework around which everything happens here in this room. I want to start with the last part of this verse. He says, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Most of us here in this room, regardless of your spiritual background, your church background, most of us here in this room are interested in the will of God, are interested in some kind of, uh, uh, of in connecting with with our creator in terms of what he has for us. That if there is an author of some epic story, of some grand story that we find in the Old Testament, starting with the Hebrew people, and it was through them that God started a nation, and then eventually there was a savior that came out of that lineage named Jesus of Nazareth, who would save the world, and that story doesn't finish with the, with the book of Revelation at the end of the New Testament, that that story continues for 2,000 years of church history, and that story is happening still here in Phoenix, Arizona. If there was such an author of an epic story that we are part of, most of us here in this room would say, I want to know what my role is in that story. If that story is still going on, I want to know what my role is at home, what my role is at work. I want to be part of that story. Most of us are, are drawn into that, and there's some uh, level of, of excitement towards that to say, uh, God, in what way do you want to use me as a part of this story? Uh, Paul is the writer of this book, the book of Romans. It's a letter that was written uh, to, the, to the Romans. And he's the writer of this. And he uses three uh, very attractive words to describe the will of God. He describes the will of God as good, pleasing, and perfect. The will of God is good, pleasing, and perfect. The will of God is good, first of all. It's a good plan. There are good plans and bad plans. Uh, most of us, uh, we're aware as we walk through life, as we do work, as we interact with other people, we're aware of the fact that there are good plans and bad plans. When I was graduating from high school and I was setting up for prom, I uh, had, a, had, a, had a plan to borrow my friend's car. It was a brand new 1989 uh, black Mustang convertible and uh, a GT. And I uh, had a plan to borrow that car and pick up my date for prom. Good plan, good plan. Uh, until uh, the day of prom, he told me that uh, he was out a little bit late the night before and he doesn't know where his car is. Uh, and so... 
So then I didn't have a plan anymore, and my 1976 Pontiac was broken, and so that wasn't going to work. And so I had seen, I had seen 16 Candles and, and a few other movies at the time, and so I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create something great out of this. And so I took my BMX bike, and uh, with my tuxedo, I went and I rode to uh, the girl's house to pick her up, thinking it would be romantic for her to ride on the front of the bike. It's got a little padding there on the metal uh, piece there that she would ride on that to prom. Not a good plan. That uh, just, as I learned, as I discovered, there are good plans and there are bad plans. Rest assured, that was in the bad plan category. Let me just assure you, God's plan, as you pursue and are interested in the will of God for your life, God's plan is good. It's good. It is smart. It is effective. And it is in line with who you are. It is in line with what God has created you to be. God's plan is good. Secondly, God's plan is pleasing. You will enjoy it. God is not inviting us into something that is just a a woeful experience. There's no promise that there won't be bad days. Of course, there will be, it will be difficult. God's plan can be difficult, but it is pleasurable. There's joy in that journey. And then thirdly, God's plan is perfect. The word perfect just means it's just complete. You don't need to add to it. It's not just part of the plan. You don't need to know or do anything more than what God has aligned you with in terms of his plan. That, that, that uh, we don't, that's all that we're looking for. That's all that we're desiring. We all are interested in this will of God. We wanna, we're searching for significance. We wanna have meaning and purpose in life. And God's plan for you and for me is perfect. It is complete. So that's what we're heading towards is this will of God. Backing up to, begin, to the beginning of this verse, Paul writes, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And that's what gets in the way of the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That's the reality of life, the pattern of this world. That's, that's, that's what our days look like. That's what your days have looked like this week. Most of us think or hope that our journey is, is unique, that what you are experiencing in your life right now is something no other human being has ever experienced. And I'm just sorry to say, that's not true. There are patterns that are repeated over and over again throughout the history of humanity. Patterns that occur over and over again. We go back to the very beginning and, and God says to Adam and Eve, and he says, you can, you can enjoy anything from this garden, anything. Just stay away from the fruit of that one tree. That one tree. You can have anything here. Just stay away from the fruit of that one tree. And then the response is, for them and for us, hmm, now all I can think about is the fruit from that one tree. <laughs> I mean, that is a pattern. That's, this is the one thing I'm not supposed to have, and it's all that I want. And it's been there throughout the history of humanity. For those of you who are married, how many of you have wrestled with, fought about, struggled with the same things over and over and over again? Don't raise your hands. Uh, we want to stay happy here this morning. But, but we have these same things. It just it surfaces. We thought we took care of that thing. And it's this same pattern that pops up again and again. Whether you're married or not, 
How many times do you stumble into the same anger issues over and over again? That the same buttons get pushed for you and you respond poorly in in an angry way to the same issues over and over and over again. There are patterns. There are patterns in this world. Those of you who have kids, has anyone ever come up to you and said, oh, enjoy these years because they go by so fast. Now I want to see hands. Anyone ever heard that who's had kids? Yeah. Everyone should have raised your hand. If you didn't, I, you, you should have. Um, this is something, and then what happens is we as parents, we feel guilty because all we're thinking and feeling is, yeah, but the years are not going by fast enough. We feel that sense of, of guilt, and then our, our kids get older, and they're into high school, and they're starting to, to either move on or get close to moving on, and then whenever we interact with any young family, what do we find ourselves saying? Enjoy it now, because it goes by so fast. There are patterns here in this world that we just repeat over and over again. How many times, again, no hands, how many times... Uh, if you wake up the next morning after a night when you've had too much to drink, a lot to drink, how many times do you wake up the next morning and think, well, I got a lot done last night. I, I made some good decisions and I helped a lot of people. See, if you kind of back up from that little example there and you go, there are patterns. There are patterns that we stumble into over and over again. Look at the whole sexual freedom issue and conversation that every generation from every civilization that has ever walked the planet has wanted to push the boundaries of sexual freedom saying, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what I can or can't do. That There are just patterns. There are patterns that every one of us are involved with over and over again in our journey. Paul responds to this, he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is the pathway from the pattern of this world to the will of God. This piece in between, the beginning of this verse and the end of this verse is this idea of being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It is the pathway from the pattern of this world that all of us find ourselves tripping over or spinning on repeatedly to the will of God, which is what most of us here in this room desire, want, we want to experience the significance that our creator has has made us for. And the pathway between these two things, as Paul writes, is being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's to think differently. It is to think differently about life. To think differently about God, about human existence, about evil, about free choice. To think differently about ourselves, about what we have done this week, about our own guilt about the patterns that we find ourselves repeating over and over again, to think differently about our spouse and the covenant that we're in, to think differently about our kids and the good days and the bad days that we have with them, to think differently about others, about people in your life who drive you crazy and yet they're there over and over again. 
to think differently about the people in your life that you want something from. And then maybe that's the only thing that you're interested in them for is what you get from them. To think differently about people here in Phoenix and people in Honduras and in India and other parts of the world who are in great need. That we gather here in this place to think differently about the future, to think differently about eternity, about what happens when we draw our last breath here on this earth. Our thoughts shape our beliefs. it's, It's what we think about God and others and ourselves. Our thoughts shape our beliefs, and our beliefs shape our actions. And so in a desire and an effort for us to to experience the life change that we want to, to experience, we can't do that unless we think differently, unless we are transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's what we want to do here in this place. That's That's what we want to do every time we gather here in this space, that every one of us would just have some openness, whether you are brand new with this whole church thing or you've been a part of a church for a long time, that we would gather here in this space and say, I'm open to thinking differently, to allowing the Holy Spirit to to transform us by the renewing of our minds. That's what we want to do here in this space, and that's that's a part of why we've designed it this way. We didn't want this to be uh, too large of a room. Uh, we wanted there to be some level of, of coziness here in this room, but, but there's enough space for us to gather as we have here this morning. We wanted it to be close and tight. We wanted to have high-top tables um, in, the, in, the, in the back here on the lower floor and up on the top there so that if you want to come and bring your computer and you want to kind of sh- write down some of your thoughts as you're engaged here in this time together... Go ahead and do that. You want to write in your journal, your digital journal, and engage in that way? Absolutely come and do that. It's why we have uh, uh, comfortable seats here in this space. And I'm sorry this morning that we have these black and silver chairs. We didn't know how many were going to show up here, so we wanted to make sure we had enough room. I know those are less comfortable. And so hopefully next week we'll be, you know, beyond the black and silver chair uh, piece for those of you who are sitting on those. But what happens after 45 minutes is you start to think less about God and more about your sore bottom. I understand that. I totally get that. And so here in this room, we want comfy seats so you're not thinking about something physical like that. You're thinking about big things. You're thinking about the big things of life. We even have some couches here. We have some couches uh, here in this section and over there we have a few couches and in the back room area there. You came, you got a couch. You like the couch? Yeah, it's comfy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You used to sit over there in the old church, but now you got your couch. You said you got early and you got your couch. So now I want to be very clear about something here on grand opening Sunday. I want to make a, there's a rule about the couches that I want, just want to be crystal clear from the very beginning that no one said, hey, you never told us. No, I'm telling you now. There is one rule that I want to be crystal clear about. You can't fall asleep. Okay, okay that, that's just a rule about the couches. What I mean by that is you can fall asleep. I understand life and working late on Saturday night and, and all those kinds of things. I understand that. And if that's going to be you, then use one of the other seats and, and, and I will leave you alone. 
I will leave you alone if you fall asleep. And I've watched, I've seen people fall asleep. Sometimes the snoring we have to deal with. The ushers have to take care of that. But, but falling asleep is okay. But if you're in a couch and you fall asleep, perhaps because you're in a couch, you're fair game. I just want you to understand this. <laughs> you're mine. You're my, I, I, I will use you as an illustration or I will wake you up in some way. I just want you to know that take, take fair warning when you choose to sit in one of those awesome, uh, uh, comfortable couches. What's the rule about the couches? God bless you guys. Good. Now you're terrified. Okay, so, so um, here's, here's something else about what we do in, in this room. We gather here to think differently. And partially what I mean by that is that, is that life change and this movement towards understanding and embracing the will of God, for the most part, as, through many years of ministry, Life change doesn't really happen in this room. That I, I don't expect this to be the place. Sometimes it does, and God can do whatever God wants to do. But life change typically doesn't happen here in this room. What happens here is an opportunity to think differently, that we learn about God. We learn stories about God. We learn perhaps a different skill in terms of how to do life or how to interact with other people. But this room, this square footage right here, this is not where we play the game of life. This is where we practice for the game of life that happens outside of this room. We gather here in this space so that we can learn songs that we may want to sing midweek at a time of need. That we learn songs and the scripture that went into songs and, and melodies that come to our mind later on and go, God, I needed that. And that was David's experience through the, through the Psalms is that this was a part of his encounter with God. We gather here in this space so that we can, uh, so that we can learn verses of Scripture that will come to us later on. It could be later on this week that you remember a word or parts of words from the Scripture that has been up on the screen here, that we learn those things and that we use them outside of this room. This is not where we play the game of life. This is where we practice and we prepare for the game of life that we would go on from this place, that we would play the game at home, at work, while we're driving, when we're sitting in front of a computer, when we're gathering with our friends, that the things that we've learned in here and the ways that we've thought differently because of the presence of God here in this space, that that would have an impact on how we do life, on how we live life. That we gather here in this space. We gather and we set aside the pattern of this world. We just set that aside for a while so that we can think differently, so that we can allow God to, to transform us by the renewing of our minds. And then we can head out and live out the will of God. That that's essentially the framework on all that we want to do here in this room. Let, let me try to explain this another way. That that our hope here at Mountain Park Church is that this would be a room where you and I make great memories. That we make memories here in this room with one another and with God that shape how we live life. That we can come in here and we remember words to songs. We remember some a goofy moment that made you your head tilt and go, what? you're not supposed to do that in church or whatever. That you would remember 
a profound story of life change that was shared either from the platform or up on a, uh, on a video that you would remember some of those things, that you would remember who God is and what God has done. Jesus himself, he says when he hands out the bread and the cup, he says, do this in remembrance of me. That we gather here and we make memories together so that it can impact how we live life, what we do beyond this space. If you are a guest or you're brand new with us, it could be that you've never had a church connection before, never really had a church experience. Maybe you did have a church experience a long time ago, but it did not go well. And there's been some wounding there or some reason that you haven't come back in a long time. If you are here today, I am so glad because maybe there's some great memories that God wants to make for you here in this space. Maybe you're gonna think differently about God in the upcoming months. Maybe you are going to get enough of an understanding of this whole idea of following Jesus that, that you've heard that phrase before, but you've never really done it or committed to doing that. And that, and that in, the next, in the upcoming months, you might choose to do that and say, I'm gonna explore what this means to be a follower of Jesus. Maybe you're gonna be baptized here on October 22nd, one of the first groups that gets baptized here in this room. In a, in a way that you'll never forget. Maybe you'll get married here in this room. Maybe you'll dedicate a child. Maybe you will experience freedom from a, a secret part of your life that you've never had freedom from before because something was stirred up or started up here. There's a memory in terms of what God did for you here in this room. Maybe you will gather with up at the front here after a service and the prayer team will pray with you and you will experience a healing, an unexplainable encounter with God and there's a memory that is stamped into your heart, into your brain because of an experience that you have here in this space. It is because of those potential memories that I say, I'm so glad you're here. I am so glad that you're here because you can forever say, I was there. I was there on that grand opening when this whole thing started there on the corner of Fry and 48th Street and, and God's been working in the lives of individuals and families here in this area and I was there. And you can say with a smile, I was part of that. Yes, you are here. And our hope is that this flows into more memories of powerful encounters that you have with God. Mm. The reason that there is an open Bible underneath here, opened up to Romans chapter 12, is that this is the framework for all that we wanna do when we gather here in this auditorium. It's the framework for all that we want to do when we gather here in this space. It essentially is, is the pattern that every life change that has happened around here at Mountain Park has, has followed. And, there, and this place is filled with amazing stories about how God has impacted people and changed people's lives through, from other churches or moved from other places or a part of Mountain Park's history or whatever. Lots of life-changing stories that have happened here. And they all basically follow the same pattern. That there was, there was some kind of freedom that people have experienced from the pattern of this world. That this, this piece that is just a part of living life that we look free from that. 
from the pattern of this world. And, and a journey that happens with that is that then we think differently. We think differently about God or about ourselves or about other people. There's a renewal of our mind and that allows us to discover and experience the fullness of God's role for us in our lives. That's, that, that's what life change is all about and that's what we wanna talk about here in this room. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Why would we gather here in this space? Why would you consider coming back? Why would people make a Sunday morning experience a regular part of their, of their week? Because most of us need practice. Because most of us, like me, need ongoing spiritual, emotional, relational training so that we can live out what God has invited us to be a part of. Most of us need practice to play the game in ways that honor the one who created us. And it's for that reason that I am so glad you are here. Welcome. What I want to do as we wrap up here today is uh, the band's going to come out and lead us in one final song. Before they do that, I want to ask if you would stand. I want to pray with you. And then uh, would you stay and sing this song with us? And then I'd love to see you next week as we continue uh, uh, part two of this You Are Here piece. Would you bow your heads with me? Father in heaven, I'm so thankful. For, the, for, for us being able to stand here in this room, for the, the journey that it has taken us to, be, to, to move from our previous place that we love so much that you have brought us here into this spot, God, that has been prayed for. We have been excited about this day. And God, I'm so thankful that you want to do something powerful in the lives of those who gather here in this space, that you want to invite us to think differently about you. So God, I pray that you would bless every opportunity for anyone who comes in here to share your word, to talk about you, God, that you would bless those experiences so that all who gather here in this space would hear from you, would be renewed and transformed by you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.